0: What's going on? Sweat It Out is sponsored by Ice Shaker, the ultimate bottle for living an active and healthy lifestyle.
1: You see, Ice Shaker is the perfect bottle for keeping your drinks hot or cold and blending powders on the go.
0: It was created by Chris Gronkowski and invested in by Mark Cuban, so you all know it's legit. So
1: please, we encourage you guys to go check them out at IceShaker.com and use our coupon code out for $5 off your first purchase Of $25 or more.
0: If you guys know us. You know. We're not here to push. Products that aren't going to benefit your life. If we use it. We want you guys to use it. Because we know it's going to bring a lot of value. And there's no better bottle. Than ice shaker.
1: Another thing guys. Both Josh and I. We live in Miami. And you know that's a very hot city. So it's super important for us. To keep our drinks cold at all times. So for those who live in hot cities as well, you know what we're going through.
0: One more time, check them out at shaker.com and use coupon code SWEATEDOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Boom. If you guys are like us, you know how hard it is to find the perfect pair of workout gear. That's why we want to introduce you to 10,000. 10,000 is a no BS, no gimmick company with no endless scrolling through indistinguishable products. We understand how overwhelming it can be to have to scroll through a mindless amount of products and colorways when you're trying to pick the perfect fit for you. 10,000 has pared back their line to just the essentials, creating a system of gear that's perfectly designed for all the ways you train. Check them out at 10,000.cc and use the code SweatItOut for 15% off your order. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we have a good friend of mine. He's a DJ. He's a producer. He's a resident DJ at the one and only Live Nightclub right here in Miami. Having moved to the U.S. in 2007 and Miami shortly after, I'm telling you, there's no one better to tell you about the Miami party scene than this guy. He's got several projects in the works right now, including... Uh, new release on oliver helden's label with a couple others coming in the near future always great talking to this guy we know you guys are going to love it so without further ado we want to welcome to the podcast it's time to sweat it out with anthony mendez and
2: josh evans
0: And we're live with the one and only, the very talented MedNAS. How you doing, brother? Hey, how are you? How's it going, man? Good, good. It's good to have you in here. It's, uh, oh, you thanks. Know, been talking good. about it for a while now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Anytime.
0: So why don't we just kind of run down, uh, give the people who are listening, people who are going to be watching on YouTube, just give them a little, uh, little run down of you know who you are, what, uh, what you've been up to lately, and uh, we'll go from there.
2: Well, as you know me, like I'm DJ Madness. I'm a resident that live, and also I do uh, stories sometimes. Um, I'm DJ producer, been producer for a while. Um, I have a couple of, uh, I mean, tracks on different labels spinning. Hell Deep with Oliver Helden, um, Size with uh, Steve Angelo. Um, uh, I also have. Tracks on uh, um, Axwell's label, Axe And I have a couple of tracks coming up. Um, I can see the labels now, but I have something
0: coming up. Awesome, man. Awesome. So how did you, you know, I mean, we'll just jump right into it. How did you get started, uh, you know, in your career as a DJ?
2: Well, I always loved music. So, like, since, since I was five, I was just always, like, playing around with, like, like you know, like, Instruments, uh, piano, guitar. Uh, f- taking my uncle's like old disco vinyls and like funk, I like making my own uh, my own like cassettes, so I can have like I always wanted to have like exclusive music like that nobody else had. And I, like my uncle was like a fanatic and, like disco and funk and all like the classics, so like always had that like access to his collection and made my own cassettes and stuff and then it grew up in me and then um i fell in love with the, this band from uh, uk it's called depeche mode so De- that's the best mode's what, awesome yeah. i love it so man. that's what got me into electronic music i was into like all kind of music and depeche mode got me like really into like the you know electronic music and then uh, like around like mid 90s i Discovered the, you know, the DJing, like turntable is. And it was like big at that time. So I started like playing, you know, DJing at home and stuff. And then picked up from there.
0: I don't think a lot of people probably understand what a cassette tape is anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Probably (laughs) like maybe CDs. Yeah. (laughs) even the newer
0: generation. I remember having like the CD with like the clip, you know? So you like clip (laughs) it on your your (laughs) waist, man, while you worked out. Like the big foam headphones. Oh, my God, different times than before Apple came along. Yeah,
2: I know. Yep. Like, I had iPod. the Walkman, you know, like, I remember those like, Walkmans. And uh, I had, like, the waterproof one. Like,
1: oh, it was so cool to have it. <laughs> <time. Yeah. laughs> so I got to ask you, um, you know, going through that journey and your story, climbing up, you know, to where you are today, What was, what was that moment where you knew that, you know, this was it like this was your blow up
2: well i mean the funny thing is that i was always into music but you know my my parents are like, kind of like not old school but like pretty conservative so for them it's like school you have to go to school and become something someone you know like either they don't have like music was a hobby it wasn't like something that you can make a career of so my parents were like you have to go to school finish school and then you know this is just like, a hobby. You cannot make it your career. And, uh, I got to a point where, like, uh, so I went to Spain. I did the American University in Spain. And, um, at the same time, I started DJing. Like, I mean, I was DJing at the time, but I actually, like, was DJing in clubs. So, um, when it started picking up, I was, like, in the middle, I was, like, should I keep, you know, like, keep going to school? Or, like, because I already started touring in Europe and stuff. And, and I was like, like I don't know, like, so I, I took like a, a year off and then I started DJing and started picking up, like I started getting more and more gigs. And at some point I had to get back to school because uh, after three years, I think you lose all your credits. Yeah. So yeah um, and I had one year left to finish. So I came here to the US, I went to um, Saint Louis St. Universi- uni- uh, Louis University, I graduated in international business and finance. And I was like, you know what? I got my diploma. Now I can do whatever I want. So I sent the diploma to my parents. I was like, here, here is it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Miami. So in 2008, I moved to Miami. And that's how it was like, uh, actually, I started from zero again. Because wow. in Europe, my people like, kind of knew me. But here, like, nobody knew me. So I had to, like, uh, network, go out every night, make friends, get, like, uh, introduce myself get gigs, play for free, until I start picking up, so um, I start getting residencies. at that time it was set, I start getting residen- residences at set, mansion, and, I moved to live after that.
1: That's awesome, I, I, I wanted to ask you real quick too, coming in in 2008, to where we are now, that whole club vibe scene, in the music scene, what was your favorite era during that time, from when you came in?
2: Well, from 2008 to, t- to 2010, beside the crisis at the time, um, it was kind of hard to, um, like like the clubbing was kind of like different because it was very, very commercial. And I came from Europe with like kind of underground style and I had to adjust and adapt, but I didn't want to kind of sell out. So I, like, I was like holding back and holding back to my roots and making things similar to peop- what people know so I can get at gigs. At the same time, I can play, you know, like, decent music, you know. I don't want to be, like, you know, play cheesy stuff. And um, the best part was, like, 2008, that's where electronic music started picking up in Miami again because it used to be big, and then it went down. And then 2008, it was, like, a blowout. till so like, 2016, and then it kind of stagnated.
0: How have you, you know, I mean, you witness it firsthand, right? Like, how have you seen the nightlife industry change in Miami since you got here in 2008 to now. I mean, 12 years, Miami changes, I feel like, every other six months, you know? Yeah,
2: I mean, the thing is that there's, like, trends, and people follow the trend, you know? So, like, when I when I came here, it was almost open format everywhere. Like, if you play house music, like, you really, like, have a hard time finding gigs. And uh, the only place that had, like, decent music was Sundance uh, set um, every Sunday and uh, that's why like I, st- I start playing there because at least I could play what I, what I really like um, and then after that um, the scene kind of like became like too commercial because um, you know like there's like um, every I think every let's say five like between like yeah five to eight years like there's like a transition because you have like uh, generations. So, like, they, you know, have generation they used to go to clubs and they get married and they say, like, they don't go out anymore. And then you have the young crowd. So, in between that transition, it's really hard for a DJ because um, you have the new people coming into, like, clubbing scene, you know, the nightlife scene. They're not into it, so, like, they, they want to hear what they hear in the radio. So, they're not into club music. And that, that's the hardest, you know, like, part is the transition. And then, once they get used to the club music, then you have, like another five years where you can play whatever you want and then, you know, it's like a cycle and it, it's coming back and <laughs> it keeps coming back again.
1: That's crazy, Um, you know, you mentioning that, you know, sometimes you would think that people come out, oh, DJ's just going out there and DJing but there's so much more to behind it and, and understanding all that which I think that's pretty insane and and, and challenging. Uh, so, my next question would be you mentioned trends. Yeah. Who or, or where or what do you see that starts these biggest trends, and how do you adapt to it yet not change your craft at the same time?
2: What well, the tre- it's, um, the thing is, the trends um, come with sounds. So you have like a DJ that comes up with a sound, sound that stands out. You know, like um, like recently we have Fisher, who came, who came uh, with like, it's not like an old sound, but like he just made it's tech house, but it's big room tech house. There's something that you can play like in a big room before tech house is not like, it's more like, it's a groovy, um, groovy music. So you have to play it like in more like, uh, intimate room. Not like it's not made for like big rooms, you know? And he came up with that sound. He made it like really huge sound. And, um, so it kind of like brought up again, um, the kind of like the underground sound, mixed with, like, kind of, like, mainstream sound, but it's it's not cheesy, uh, you know, and that's what, like, makes actually, like, uh, a trend, so now, like, everybody jumped on that trend, and, um, you know, you see, like, a lot of producers kind of, like, imitate that sound, and that's what happened uh, a couple of years back with EDM, you know, you had, like, five big hits, and everybody copied those tracks, and for like for 5 years like you keep hearing almost so the same tracks because they they co- they a copy of like, there's no like um uh they're not bringing something new so they just copy the those five tracks that are actually working and they they keep on going like for 5 years until like it dies out and then there's a new a new sound crazy
0: how do you keep your originality right because you have your roots you have what you like you know you mentioned Depeche mode mm-hmm. uh you know, we were talking on our way in here about, you know, Tiesto and, and a bunch of other uh, names. How do you keep your roots, your, you know, foundation of how you learned how to produce along with trying to, you know, maintain those trends and, and try to, you know, follow or, or help kind of jump on and, and start the new wave of, of music?
2: Well, the, the thing is that, Like, the mistake that a lot of producers do is when you jump on a trend, um, it's hard to build your name and it's hard to stand out because you're just another DJ that's doing that same sound. But if you, like, uh, how I see it is um, the most important is your musical background. If you have, like, a rich musical background, you can always um, get inspired from something uh, back in the days. You know, like... I like back in the days, like I I used to listen to everything. Like beside the page mode, I listened to Ben Harper, Pearl Jam, no fun at all. Like it's something like everything, like you know, it's like different styles, like from punk to like you know, like rock to like, like pop. And uh that's what like and even like hip hop, like the like I grew up with like uh, the nineties hip hop and that's the, the gold major. Yeah. It's the best of the best. So that that's like most of my samples they come from <laughs> from that, like the R and b from the nineties and and like hip hop, you know, like I like I start with like a sample from an old, you know, classic, and I build around it, and then remove it, and then I have I have my you know my track. It's, it's you know it's um, different from everything, but it has something that when you listen to it, you you're like oh, I kind of know this sound, but like I don't know where I heard it. You know, that's that's what makes you like makes your sound and make your, your signature, and that's very very important because that's it's, cool. yeah, it's easy to copy. You know, like I can I can reproduce the same track. But they know it's not, you know, like, when they hear it, they're like, oh, it sounds like Fisher, it sounds like this guy, because he came up with that sound. So they would never think of you. So that's that's how, like, uh, a lot of people do that mistake. They, they would never stand out because they, they just copy. Like.
1: So I got to ask you, um, you know, at your performances or... You know when you're at the clubs doing your stuff, how, how wild does this guy over here get? How wild? I'm the, how, the guy, how, I'm the guy wild, sitting down how, in the corner. How wild does Josh I'm get? I'm on my
0: phone. I don't. I don't
1: know. He t- he tells me some stuff. So nah. I, I I get oh, yeah, to I, I here. I from hide in, a, in the corner. He's a party guy. He's a party guy. Can't
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, having you know worked with a lot of the people that you work with that live, you know Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, John Blizzard, all those guys. You know, being around the scene for a little while, it's it's always interesting because you know you you open for a lot of the people but when i tell my friends like oh we're gonna go to live i'm like all right we're gonna go like 11 and then we're gonna leave at two and they're like no but don't they go on it too i'm like no no no, but the person i want to listen to is on is is opening up a much better music in my opinion and of course every time we go there they're like yeah this is this is really good and i'm like yeah i think like skrillex or someone's on you know and they they all have great music but it, like you said you know just like the original sound all the stuff that you're always putting out it always i feel like gets everyone going gets them in the mood doing exactly kind of what you should be doing you know and uh you know kudos to you for for being able to do that but Thank you. how was it you know getting that call from from Dave Grumman being like hey I, I want you to be the you know the resident opener
2: well it's, it's 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 funny because i um like i mentioned i used to play at set on sundays and Eric Morello was um, very good friend of one of the promoters that used to throw that party, and he wanted to start like a brand new party with like a DJ that nobody knows, you know, fresh, everything fresh, because he didn't want like any local. And he came to to set, and he was like, oh, you know, he, I mean, I knew I knew Eric before, like in Ibiza, but like we weren't like very close. So he's like, who's this guy playing? Like, uh, is he from Miami? He's like yeah like he just moved he just moved to Miami he's like nobody knows him you know and it's like yeah and then um a friend of mine Christine she used to host that party and she uh, she was about to make the move from uh, set to move the party from set to Arcadia which before live it was like no it wa- i mean there was live but there was Arcadia next to it yeah. like a small club so they wanted to start like Thursdays with the uh, Eric Morillo's party subliminal party and um so they're like, oh, okay, let's give it a try with this guy. Like, I want, like, uh, I want everything brand new, fresh. I want to start a fresh party in Miami with like everything, and uh, that's how it starts. So I, I, um, I start playing the Thursdays, I then leave. At that time, they didn't have a resident for Saturdays for um, like a house music. So they, uh, whenever they had like a house um, DJ, they they had like an open format, uh, you know, opener, and. Dave was like, okay, you know what? Let's give him a try on, on Saturdays, you know, to to start like doing the house the house night, and uh, that's how it started. Like, um, you know, Eric loved me. Like, they was like, yeah, like, yeah, I want you to be like the main <laughs> guy for the for the party. And uh, when I moved to the uh, Saturdays, so I, every time I played before a DJ, they were like, oh, oh like I re- really like your music. You know, can you send us your music? So uh, that's how I started like, uh, building like a n- networking. With the, all the big DJs, and now like whenever I have my music, I just send it directly to them. Um, that's yeah, that's, that's how it, it happened.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: It uh, you know, and kind of like with what we do, you know, I feel like being at the right place at the right time and and yeah. being prepared more than anything, you know, is right. uh is super important. How do you how do you get yourself ready? Either you know when you decide, like, okay, I need to, I need to produce some new tracks, or even, you know, on a nightly basis, when you're going to play at live or story, like, how do you get yourself mentally ready for those things?
2: Well, um, I mean, you always have to be ready, and you always have to be ready for, like, to play the whole night, so that's how I see it, like, when I go to play at live, I'm, like, like, if I'm, like, I'm headlining the whole night, you never know what's going to happen, so you have to be ready, like, for any scenario, so, um, the way I prepare like now I know the room like live or story. I know the room, like my pocket. Like I, I, I know how to read the crowd. I know exactly what to play. I know what kind of vibe I need to bring without like pushing it too much. And at the beginning, you know, like you have to look for the right track and then you try it. And, but now like, since I've, I've been resident for like, yeah, 10 years now. And now like I hear a track, I know like exactly what I can play it. Um, um, I can also like I do like a lot of edits and bootlegs. Like I remix songs, and I take like you know like a piece of vocal and add it to my to my uh, to my sound. So I can I can get people going. They hear it, they're like, oh, I know this song, but like, oh, it's not, no, it's different, you know. So like that's I kind of trick people with with that, like tease them. Um. So basically, that's like, um, like you said, like uh, like uh, mentally, like uh, I'm always ready for like. Anything like I always know, like when I prepare my sets, uh I'm always like he's like listen, I'm the main guy, you know, like I have to be, you know, like I have to be ready for like just in case the DJ doesn't show up, for sure. He like he messes up, like I have to take over. So um, that's how like uh how I see it. Like uh, every for every night,
1: I'm I'm thinking of like playing the whole night. So since we talked about the topic of mentality and that preparation, what would you say right now during the times that we're in? How are you? approaching your field and what are you doing right now um to keep momentum moving and going and be able to still do what you love and be able to grow in it and 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 flourish from it
2: well i mean like this uh times are kind of like uh little different like it's basically like i think like we all like Like uh, we never thought that we're going to live something like this in our lifetime. And nobody was prepared for it. Nobody knew like how to handle it or like to deal with it. And um, like the first two weeks when we heard about this, uh, I was like, well, like it's something that's going to be like like, after two, like, uh, you know, two weeks, month, we're going to get back to normal. And then little by little, like you see like how the events are like unfolding and everything. Uh, you start thinking, it was like, okay, um, I don't know when I'm going back to work. I don't know when the clubs are going to open. I don't know, like, what's going to happen. So uh, I need to, you know, I need to keep, you know, my name out there. I need to, like, keep going, like, if I'm DJing, but without DJing. So um, I like I put all my focus in, um, like, a music production and my radio show and, you know, like, my branding, everything. So I'm acting, like, if I'm still, like, having, like, you know, like, my gigs, but without going to, to the club. So, like, I'm just, you know, like, producing more and more music and, uh, you know, still, like, in you know in touch with the trend and see, like, what sound works. And now I'm actually, since, like, you know, the club scene is, is not happening, like, in the States right now, I'm focusing on more like streaming music, so whatever I produce, I make it more like streamable because I know I know people are not like I like it's, there's no point of making like a club banger. Um, so I switch it like to more like vocal, uh, something like for uh, you know like stream streaming outlets, like yeah. chilling,
0: hanging out.
2: Yeah, I mean not chilling. It's vibing. like kind of grooving, like groovy stuff that you can. But
0: just, just stuff th- that you can put on like SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 and,
2: yeah, and you like you can listen to it like in in your car like yeah exactly at the pool everywhere you know it's not like just you can even play it at the club too it's just like a different you know time of
1: the night i love that you you said all that um especially how you said you, you kept moving forward as if you still had your gigs and i think that's important you know me and josh have talked about that a lot you know where you can see a lot of people where they They kind of get disappointed or they kind of get discouraged to continue doing something. They're just kind of waiting until this is all over. Just sitting at home, waiting around, not doing much. Um, Where I feel like in any industry, you know, hearing that is important because I feel like people need to realize too that, you know, use this time wisely. You know, take advantage to focus on these other areas or how can I enhance my current um, job and how can I make it better? Even though I may not necessarily be doing what I typically do, but how can I how can I adapt, make it make this better and make this work? Or what are the other areas that I can focus on to be able to eventually then, you know, flourish from that or just add upon that? So I, I really appreciate you talking about that because I feel for our listeners, you know, hearing this from different types of fields, not just health fitness, you know, certain entrepreneurs, but also to in the music space, you know, as a DJ, like hearing what you're doing and how you've continued to you know, grow throughout this process. I think it's 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 amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I've like throughout you know life, you know, like you, you go like with like through like um you know ups and downs. Like even like when like normal times, like they, you always have like ups and downs. Like we're all human, we are emotional beings. And um, as a surfer, you know, like I I thought of it as it's like you know emotional like like wave that you have to learn to you know to surf it. You know, for sure. It's because like when you get mad you don't get mad for like years. You get mad for like a couple of minutes and then you go back down. So it's like a wave, like it goes up and then it has to go down. That's it. And you just have to learn how to kind of like ride it until like, you know, you cool off and then you get back to to
0: what you have to do. And that's it. Speaking of those waves, you know, I know before all this was going on, you were touring a decent amount as well as playing at live and story. You know, can you kind of share your experiences uh, while on the road touring because i feel like you know the most most people that th- you know they think djing they think like oh you know you're the center of attention there's you know girls with the fucking flashing lights <laughs> he bringing is the center of attention. bringing the, bring, you know bringing the bottles around and you know everyone <laughs> wants to be in the booth and all this different stuff but there's another side to it just like every other business you know so maybe you know if you can kind of give our listeners a little insight into like what you're doing in your free time when, when you are touring, not, you know, not in the booth DJing and like what experiences you've had good and bad, uh, along the road while, while you've been out, uh, doing so.
2: Well, I mean, I can tell you one thing that every touring DJ will tell you is that they hate traveling. It's like people say, it's like, Oh, this guy is going all over the world. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't get to see the city. Like I did like, I remember when I used to do like a um, uh, tour in, in Brazil. I go for a week. I don't get time to see like one city. I go from the airport to the hotel, shower, go to the gig, back to the hotel, shower, back to the airport. I don't see the city. Like I like I've huh. been to like so many cities like in in Brazil. Probably like Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro. Those the only cities I kind of visited. But the the rest, like most of the time when you travel. It's like in and out. So you don't, you're not actually traveling. And sometimes, you know, like when you travel alone, like it, uh, you get to like places where you don't know anybody. So you like, you DJ, like you meet, the, you know, the promoters that, you know, who booked you. And that's it. And then you have to, like, to leave. And it's, at uh, some, some places, like, it's it's hard when you, like, you it gets lonely sometimes, you know, because you travel somewhere where like, you don't know anybody. Like one time I DJed in uh, Singapore, and uh, it took me two days to get there, DJed, and then two days to, get, to come back. <laughs> so Like a five-hour set, and then you're yeah. out here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, I, and Singapore is- Did you really at least get to try money.
1: the food there or something?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I went, yeah, I went to, like uh, for dinner, and like, I went to that uh, famous uh, hotel, like the pool, like an infinity pool thing. And that's it. I mean, I didn't Shoot. get to enjoy the, the city for, like, more than, you know, a couple of hours. And also, like, I was so jet-lagged
1: because it's, imagine.
2: like, 12 hours ahead, I think. Yeah. How
1: do you do that, like, performing? Like, how, how, do, you, how do you push to that? Lots of well, red I ball, mean, sure. uh, <laughs> you, you,
2: you build, your, like, your own routine. So, you know, like, uh, you kind of get uh, familiar with, the, with, you know, with time zones. So, like, okay, they're, like, five hours ahead. I'm going to, you know, like, not sleep before so like you kind of like do some math, you know, like I'm not gonna sleep, I sleep <laughs> when I get to the hotel. And <laughs> Josh <laughs> is the master at that, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten good at it.
0: I mean, even like when I used to work, you know, in athletics, we used to be, tra- you know, yeah. I traveled every weekend and we would have, you know, walkthrough, but I'd wanna go out with my friends sometimes. So I yeah. like wouldn't sleep and then, you know, go to the walkthrough, then we'd be right on the plane, go to there, set everything up. It's uh, like you said, being on the road, everyone thinks it's this glamorous thing. And you know, it's a, it's, it's a job like any other.
2: No, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's I, lo- I mean, I can, you know, I love traveling and everything. It just sometimes it's like it's, it's stressful because you get to places where you like you want to see the city and like the culture or something because it's completely different,
1: and you don't don't get to see it. So, I like, I gotta ask you. So, I know Miami a great party city. It's one of the best in the world, but your honest opinion. Do you feel Miami is the best party city in the world, or, do you, or where would you say is the best party city in the world from your experience?
2: Uh, well, I mean, I, I've seen a, l- a lot of places, and I think I think Brazil, Brazil, like it's it's, it's crazy because um, whenever I play there, like so I headline, and then they don't tell me at what time I have to stop, and I like every time I ask the promoter, it's like, hey, what time are you guys close? It's like when people leave and they never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so they never leave. Like one time I, I kept playing till like, I think like 6 a.m. the only like, reason I, like, uh, I, I had to like stop the music because I,
0: like, I had to go to the airport. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <And> what, <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the longest set that you've, you've played in a club? Uh, or just like any outdoor venue party?
2: I, th- uh, I don't know, it's like eight hours. Okay, 8 to 12. That's a, that's a, a long time. Yeah, yeah That's a, that's a yeah, lot of like, tracks. Like that's my, my tracks. knees were like. <laughs> 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 Someone got a chair like, for uh, me uh, to sit. Like it's I mean, there's like, there's DJ, like, I think uh, Solomon played like 24.
0: Oh, yeah, for New so years. year's. Yeah, I think Two I was years. there for like 18 hours of that. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, so I don't know how they do that. I was exhausted.
2: Was like after 12 hours. First, like you run out of music and then you just I mean, yeah. the Martinez brothers,
0: you know, playing at Space for like, you know, 40 hours. Like, Jesus. It's crazy. It's insane. Is there, you know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they, like, like Mendes said, they know, you know, they know if Miami is like a big party scene, Ibiza, Mykonos, you know, San Tropez. Is there any, like, low-key city that you would recommend people who, who really like to, you know, experience a real, you know, nightlife culture that they might not have thought about? Like a hidden gem. Yeah. you here in the U.S.? Uh, U.S. or, or worldwide. I feel like the U.S., you know, you can't beat Miami, like... L.A., New York. They don't. Yeah, really like
2: prepared. no. I think like in the U.S., I think Miami, San Francisco, maybe. Uh, but like Miami, they'll like, they will find any excuse to party. So especially all day, like, any day. Yeah. So oh, yeah. especially like Miami is the, um, you don't feel like you're in the United United States. Like there's so many people. Nobody's from here actually. Yeah. So. Like well like except
0: for him he's a, he might be the one of the, <laughs> one of the yeah like people I mean like you're not like uh, well, you no know, but one what I meant is like babies. there's like yeah. so
2: many people <laughs> from outside mm-hmm. Miami It's so like everybody who's here like
1: they yeah. really want to you yeah. know especially the on the
0: beach you know it's like yeah. a very European South American vibe yeah I, and I'm the weather the is helping so like the ones are
1: from Miami you're gonna get a lot of Kendall people <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um, that's a hard question you ask me Like, uh, I think Toronto oh. is, is a good
0: city. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've been, I've, I'm i actually from Never like, been. you know, maybe four hours from Toronto and, and upstate New York. I'm like right from on the Canadian border. And oh yeah,
2: yeah. I, play, I played in uh, um, Syracuse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. I forgot,
0: yeah. Syracuse always gets brought up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's always like, what the fuck, dude? How do you, up. how do you know people <laughs> that know where Sam? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not even that big of a city. Like, how was that by the way? Where did you play? You played at Westcott uh, Theater? Uh,
2: w- it's um, it's actually like a resort. Oh, a it's casino. at
0: the, it's at Turning Stone, right? At the yeah, exactly. At, at the uh, I forgot the name.
2: Uh, I think the club was Lava. I yeah.
0: How was, was that like playing for a bunch of like upstate New Yorkers? Must have been interesting. It was good.
2: The only thing that's you know, like, I've never been to like a place that cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, It's uh, when did you go? You went in the wintertime, right?
2: I went in January.
0: Oh fuck oh, sure. yeah! No, that's the worst. I mean, I try to explain to people you Know what it's like because they're like, Oh, you know, does it get cold? I'm like, You, you have no, you have no, like, words cannot describe how cold it is. No, it's, there.
2: it's cold, <laughs> and the funny thing is that, um, I started this, uh, this, uh, um, exercise with like a Wim Hof thing, just like the breathing, oh, the breathing thing, stuff, yeah, and the cold showers. So, my, my routine is like taking cold shower every day.
0: Now, the water's already cold there, you don't, yeah, you don't need to turn <laughs> the water down when I,
2: when I got there. I was like, I'm not gonna stop it, like, I need to, like
1: you know like keep with my routine especially I if you're standing for 10 to 12 hours yeah. yeah i
2: know i like i like so like i was trying like the cold shower and i swear like it felt like needles
0: yeah ice cold
2: it was ice cold and i was like no i have to do it i have to do it <laughs> yeah and, uh, like i had like a headache you know like i was like and then like i cheated a little bit <laughs> yeah
0: now people people always think like you know oh it must be must be nice being from there. There's lots of like you know wooded areas and stuff. I'm like, well, it's nice for like three months out of the year, and then yeah, maybe in summer. But not yeah, either. the rest of the time yeah, it's, the it's like six layers. You know, you're never outside. It's no, it's crazy. I mean, it's a snowy, snowy city in the in the country. Actually, Syracuse. Oh really? Yeah. I, I mean, they get like that. six six to eight feet every year.
1: At the yeah. Minnesota or Green Bay are
0: one of those. Now nah, cold. Minnesota gets colder. It's like negative forty there, but Syracuse gets the most snow. Jeez, the snow belt because all know, the, all the lakes and stuff. Too. Yeah, Buffalo's bad. Where I'm from. I'm from like 90 miles north, so like right out of the Canadian border. So, a little colder, a little less snow because we don't get all that lake effect. But fuck, man, if you if you grow up up there, you're you're hard. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, you, like can, <laughs> you, you can you can deal anywhere. with it. you can deal with anything. A little scratch doesn't hurt nothing. You know, so. But it, it's interesting uh, hearing you know you say like all these different pockets, different areas, because when you know my when my friends come down from new york and stuff they i feel like they get so overwhelmed being down here i'm like oh you guys got to you know you don't have to go f- full crazy full retard all the time like you can kind of back <laughs> it down you know cuz we're going to be out for a while you guys you know we're not in new york where everything closes at f- 3 or 4
2: well i mean no in new york they, i think they close at 5 too they uh, what well, the clubs some at places. We'll, we'll give yeah. them an yeah, extra hour some
1: places
0: yeah, yeah. uh
2: <laughs> no but th- the thing is that here in miami you can go out like all week yeah. It's a thing. Monday it's through a thing? Monday yeah. through Sunday. There's always something. There's always something. New it's York crazy. they're more like you know, they they know like they have to to, to be at work, you know, like it's like
0: Yeah, you, you can't, can't like not show up to JP Morgan. <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> here like everybody like they have every, to work. Every <laughs> business starts at ten AM. Yeah.
2: You know, like they they they're like they have to take their, you know, their coffee, you know, like they have their routine, so like it's not as stressful as New York. So that's why like we're more laid back here and the weather is always nice. So
0: um you know, to kinda to kinda, you know get off of the, the touring subject and, and kind of, I want to know a little bit about your process when you are creating new music, you know, cause that's kind of always, I've always loved music. You know, we, we've always worked in gyms. So music has always been around, you know, how is that process like from start to finish when, when you're like, okay, I, you know, I, I want to make some new tracks or I need to make some new tracks. Like how do you get started with that? Like where other than maybe like other music artists or, or other, other bands like where do you pull your inspiration from and then you know where do you take it from there
2: well i, li- I listen to a lot of music that is not house music related like um, completely different styles and sometimes you know like you listen to something and it clicks it's like oh i can use this you know and you can use it and um nobody nobody will will figure out like where you got it from so and um Usually what, like, my process is, you know, like, I start an idea, like, a loop, and then I I try, like, a vocal, I try, like, a melody, like, uh, from an actual track, from like, commercial track or something, and I add it there, and I kind of, like, uh, because, um, what I, like, I need to find a direction first, because if you don't have a direction, you're gonna be all over the place, you're gonna try this, that, that, and then... You try, like, a a kick is completely from a different style or, like, a a melody that doesn't fit or, like, a bass sound that is not. So, like, you have to find a direction and then take it from there. You know, like, you know where you're going. So, like, you know, like, how your track will sound, like, a final sound. So, like, you have have some sort of direction. So that's how, like, my
1: process is I always start somewhere and know where I'm going and, you know. So in that process, like, where do you know where not to cross that fine line of like if you're using other pieces from other people's music or something you heard like when do you know like you're saying how to hide that or how do you know how much to use of it and 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 when is it like okay I can't
0: yeah when is it that, like uh, all right I, I'm I, definitely I this I'm, is too I'm much I'm ripping this I'm I got <laughs> copyright well, uh, issues
2: I mean sometimes you, you use a sample that if you want to keep it you clear it after that okay uh, like I did it with like a lot of artists like you just use there's like um whose music you taking? I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> okay. Well like one of my uh, uh like biggest tracks I had is uh with Sid, it's called Ill Behavior. Epic. Yeah, Great and, track. And uh, I signed it with the uh, Steve Angelo uh, on size and um so that track is from uh, um an artist called A D O R. That's like the main artist. But like we, we use the sample we use just the a cappella from like uh, normal like a a couple of the the original track but just to start like the the track like to work on the track and then once the track uh came out, like you know like we had like the the main idea and everything and i was like okay we we have to clear this so there's like services that you pay and they uh they contact the labels like whoever owns the rights and they clear it. You either you pay or like uh, there's like different deals. Gotcha. Like you, you get like a percentage or something.
1: Kind of like in the hip hop music when they use some of this old school yeah backdrop yeah mm-hmm. music or or um um what's it called the instrumentals and stuff like that yeah okay uh, so
2: that's what they do. Some so, I mean I know some artists were like they just <laughs> just, <laughs> just release it on. and they don't Shoot. care. Uh, but like if you get caught if your track gets big and you get caught like they you know they can go after you and but
1: the I me. I don't know, just to kind of know, is it worth it if, like, let's say that track is so big that you just make shit ton of money off of it, or you blow up, and your name blows up. Like, is it worth it? Like, worth to the point where, yeah, you, you'll have to pay a pretty hefty fine, but was it worth it, or it's not worth it?
2: Well, it depends. If, if, it, gets, if it goes big, I mean, your name, obviously, is going to get bigger. Um, but on the, you know, on the back end, you're, you're going to have to pay people. It's like, it depends, like, uh, especially, like, um, you know, the worst part is like if the artist uh, is dead and you have to deal with his family or the label, oh. that's, that's, it gets, you
0: know, sticky. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that that can be interesting. They're trying to get as much out yeah. of that as they can. Yeah. Milk it. How is it collaborating with other artists?
2: It's always good. I think like I, I um, I encourage people to do it, whatever it's like in music or like any other field. Um, because you can see the way they work, it's always different from you, like from how you do things, you know, like there's sometimes, um, you know, like I, uh, like for example, I process, uh, process a sound, um, I add like so many plugins like to, to, uh, you know, to end up with like a sound. And like when I work with someone else, like they do like just two steps and they get the same sound, like similar sound. I was like, okay, this is more like s- simplified. So I, you know, like so, you learn something to simplify your like uh, s- simplify your work. And I bet, like in uh, fitness too, like yeah. you know, yeah, when you have like you do a movement and then you do like a simple movement, you do more work actually than. Mm-hmm. You, like,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time, like the way he handles his his business and the way I handle my business. Like, two we're two completely different people, yeah. you know. But we always tend to, you know, get to a relatively the same point by the time we're we're finished. So it's, you know, you're, you're dead on. We, we like collaborating with a lot of people too, because, you know, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot learning the other way, the ways people process, even, you know, having these conversations with, with people like you, like I learned a lot because I can sure. kind of see how you tick in the little nuances by which, you know, you, you handle things, even, you know, with the way that you talk to other people and, and all that. So it's always a learning experience.
2: So, I mean, there's, uh, you know, it's always about like a perspective like everybody's like, um, Looking at things differently, so you have uh, like a different perspective. Like you, you, see things differently, and then like you see it like in a way I won't like I will never think of it. You know, for sure. And then if we work together, uh, you're probably gonna show me like, wow, like you know, like <laughs> I, it, it was that simple. And I was like, uh, like you know, because at some point, like I think I've seen uh, I am the um, I'm kind of perfectionist. Like I want things like to be like on point, and it's. It's kind of like it's, like I found out like r- recently that it's kind of like blocks you, it's like it paralyzes you from like progressing because you're so, like you want to be like so, you know, like uh, perfect. Yeah, that is impossible. Like we're not perfect. Like imperfection actually is. Perfection. I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like I used to, like I used to get like uh, writer block like because I um I'm producing a track and I was like. I have it in, like, I, the way I have it in my mind, it's not the way it sounds. Like, I wanted, like, and I used to get stuck, and I never finished the project. And, like, I, I got to a point where, like, I had, like, 20 projects. I could you know, you could do, like, a, and make an album with it, but, like, I never finished them because I'm so, like, you know, like, perfectionist, and I want to have it, like, you know, mm-hmm. perfect, that I, I never finish it. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna finish the track no matter no matter what. If it, even if it sucks, like it's done, like I finished it, you know. And that's how like I like I think of things now.
0: How do you how do you get over those you know those roadblocks mentally? We all go through them, you yeah. know. Mendes and I are the same uh, in that aspect. So like how how do you kind of you know tell yourself you know go through that process of being like okay like yeah it could be better but at the same time like you know the amount of time that it's going to take me to make it, like, 2% better? Is it really worth it compared to, like, me moving on to a new track? How do you work yourself through those mental barriers?
2: Oh, I take breaks. I take breaks. Like, um, if, when I get to a point where, like, I'm stuck, like, there's no point of me, like, sitting, uh, zoning out in front of my screen, not being productive. So I just take a break, go walk my dog, go, like, do something completely different, take a break. Some like uh, that Wim
1: Hof breathing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get something like you know, or like just do nothing. You know, like take a break for you know, like be lazy. You know, and then get back to it. You're, you're like fresh. You're like maybe you got another idea. Maybe like when you s- listen to it again, you see where is the problem. Um, I like I think you shouldn't force yourself. Like when when you when you block on something, there's no like no reason for you to keep working on it. Like if you're stuck,
1: take a break. That's awesome. So, so what, from taking those breaks, um, just to, just curious, have you recently or in the past? What would you say during one of those breaks, or what, how did what which break was it that you felt like you, or, or that hit song or that hit track came out of? What break was that? Just curious, like what was that break that you took that made that one track for you explode how did that look like um well usually like
2: um when i like when i take a break i don't like go back to it like the same day i go back to, like the next day i take like a good night of sleep and
0: go sleep. shred some waves
1: yeah <laughs> i mean if we, so it's we not have like oh swag. i took yeah. a break and then oh i thought about this it's just more
2: yeah like uh you, you don't have to force it like, okay you know especially when you like uh when it comes like uh when you're like in in a field, or like we have to, like you uh, have to be creative. Once you force, you know, you force it, you're not creative anymore. Like you become more technical, and it's it's it doesn't work like that. You just you have to like you know, just like screw it. With it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh,
0: I'm I'm interested to dive a little more into you know your experience with Wim Hof breathing. You took when he was here, is that uh, when you learned about it or?
2: Uh, not with William Ho, I did it with the Laird Hamilton.
0: Oh, okay, at the XP, XPL. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so
2: uh, I did. Um, so, I, like, I'm huge fan of like Laird Hamilton, like since I was little, like the OG surfer. The yeah, OG. it's like such a like, badass. Especially when I like, uh, I grew up like as a surfer, you know, like oh, that's he, cool. he was the, like the legend. Like I had a big poster of him, <laughs> and then when I like, um, I got like, I, I don't know if I got an email from the gym, uh, from my building, they say like, oh, uh, we have a session with i was like i'm going <laughs> i'm going like especially like i was getting into the like, wim hof thing i discovered the wim hof mm-hmm. that time and then i like i saw that uh, laird hamilton was doing the same thing so i like, i did it and um at some point I, I kind of freaked out because it was my first time doing like a breathing exercise and i like i got paralyzed tingly right yeah little, yeah and like, i didn't know like what. Well, was gonna happen? You're like, <laughs> because like m- I, s- I swear, like my fingers were like kind of like uh, started getting wet. I was like, "Oh yeah, like shit, so how am I gonna perform tonight?" <laughs> you know, I was like, "Am I getting like a seizure or something?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I freaked out. But it's it's crazy, like how we, like um, like you feel like so good right after it. Like when like you, he brings down the breathing rhythm, it's crazy. Like you uh, you feel like uh, the whole body got like oxygen and like you you feel like rejuvenated you know, like completely new and like i imagine if you do that like on a on a daily basis you know like it's it's crazy
0: yeah it's a it's interesting actually one of my good friends she was uh one of the first u.s instructors uh certified through through wim hof out in uh san diego and she she taught me up in west palm a couple years ago and it was a big game changer for me and my clients you know like people lose sight of the fact that, you know, your breath is actually very healing, like the ability to actually bring in better amounts of oxygen and be able to expel more CO2. Cause I think people lose sight of the fact that like, you know, when you get tired and you start gasping for air, it's not really the, you know, it's not the oxygen that's making you, or the lack of oxygen that's making you tired. It's the fact that you have a lot of CO2 in your body.
2: Yeah, but it's, uh, I think it's not only like uh, getting tired when you work out. It's actually like even in like general, when yeah. When you when you're sitting, like I, if I'm in my studio, like you know, working on music, sometimes you like you don't feel just like you like you uh, the way you're breathing. Sometimes it's not you forget you forget, you know, about like inhaling or something. It's just like your rhythm is like not. Uh,
1: it you know, fluctuates. Like, yeah, so you gotta align yourself again.
2: Yeah, so like you have to have it in mind and like think of it, and also like it helps you like with stress. Like sometimes you know, like you get like. Uh, kind of like anxiety or something and you know the breathing helps because it's the you know the way like if you breathe like very slowly you focus on the breathing more than your problems and then mm-hmm. you just get like relaxed
1: yeah. do you use that for, for your before going oh, yeah. onto a set like when i take bre-
2: yeah when i know yeah, like before going to a club like before playing or like um, when i take breaks uh you know like uh, when i'm making music i take i take a break and then i just lay down in my studio and with my legs up and, <laughs> and start breathing.
0: Yeah, it's a, did you get hooked enough where, like, you you bought one of those, you know, ice tubs and, and everything? Did you yet, Did you jump yet. into that? Not
2: yet. I'm still into just, like, cold nah, he, showers. He's going to go to Syracuse okay. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a barrel for that. You just go out in the snow and you'll be fine. Yeah, like, uh, but, like, I'm working my way into it. Like, uh, now, like, I'm more, like, into, like, the breathing, trying to hold my breath for, like, over, over like, a minute and a half, like, up to two. Mm, that's a long time yeah that's a good amount uh, I mean like uh, Wim have said like you can uh, hold it like up to like I think like four minutes or five minutes yeah I think, I think like five I mean like you see these
0: free divers it's a different technique than what Wim uses yeah. but you know some of these free divers go six Oof. seven minutes wow you know without without breathing air uh, that's, that's <laughs> crazy to me yeah. I, I don't have the balls for that yeah
2: like, uh, <laughs> I mean uh, like after like you know like, probably uh, I think like the maximum is like 90 seconds
0: I mean that's good for just you know I mean it's been a couple of months since Laird came yeah. in it really hasn't been that long so you
2: know. but I mean it's it's a good thing because you, like you know when like you exhale like you you feel like you know like it's so a, like a release feeling. Yeah, yeah I do
0: I use it when I'm in this when I'm in the infrared too because it's like I
2: know. never tried that like I, I oh, it's good yeah yeah I
0: should try it out for sure so uh, I mean it's hot as fuck in there.
2: You know, yeah like, i mean uh, i do like a sauna or like a steam room
0: yeah the thing with this with the steam room that i really like though is that you like all those all those vapors yeah yeah, yeah
2: you breathe in like so like, i prefer sauna because it's dry mm-hmm. um but like now like they close my like, sauna in my building yeah it's rough right <laughs> first world problems for sure it's like <laughs> fuck, they close the sauna on my oh, high yeah. rise goddamn
0: <laughs> it now but uh you know it's interesting how to, we always talk about it, you know, how, you know, the things that we talk about in health and fitness mm-hmm. really translate to a lot of other aspects of, of life and other businesses. You know, we we always make the analogy between like finances and, and your health, you know, but it's, it's great to hear from you and, and see kind of how the things that we've been preaching to people for years now, you utilize on your own and, and that you found beneficial in your craft and, and what you've been doing, so... You know, it's it's always cool to kind of hear people's stories and see like how I can kind of connect the dots between you know the things that I tell my clients and the people that you know take our classes and and what you do, which is you know it's completely different health and wellness and nightlife. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, if you if you want to be productive and um, you have to take care of your health, you know, like uh, if you wake up sluggish, you know, like you don't feel like working, you don't feel like doing anything, and uh, if you're not taking care of yourself, like your diet, everything, everything, you know, it's like uh, it's like a domino effect. Like if you like if you mess up somewhere like in like your your health or like fitness or whatever, like you're not working it it helps you like mentally, physically, everything. You know? I mean first thing like when I wake up, first thing is like uh I have like a routine. So like I don't have, like you know, get like a fat like big breakfast. I just start with like lemon water, like hot lemon water, go work out, do my workout and then come back, get a juice then start like working on, you know, on music. And, uh, it's, it's very important. Like it's like a small detail. Like people say, like, oh, it's not going to change anything, but it's it's not nah, huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Like if you take care of yourself, like it's, you have more, um, you know, like you're more excited to, to do something when once you know that you did your
1: workout, you did everything, you know, like, so it's Would you say? Like, um, before you had those healthy habits implemented into your, into your daily routine, um, Going back to when you started performing, you know, before doing any of that, to when you started implementing that, did you see a change in your performance? Did you see a change in the way you were working in that in on set? You know, giving a, a performance to these people by having those healthy habits embedded throughout your day. Big
2: time, because um, sometimes you know, you, like you drop the ball, like you let it go, like especially like uh, it used to happen to me when I, like I was touring a lot, so like lack of sleep you come back and then you like you stop going to the uh, to um, to the gym for a week and then it's hard to get back to it and then next thing you know you're like 3 weeks without gym and like you feel you don't feel good like you feel sluggish uh, uh you don't have like you know the the you know the, uh the drive. drive you know yeah, yeah. To, to to make music and, and stuff so uh but when i start like you know it's like it's all about discipline you know like if you discipline yourself in doing something and uh, also I read this book. It's very interesting. It's called uh, uh, Atomic Habits. Oh, it's a great book. Uh, James Clear. Yeah. It's, he like, he, he broke it down. Like he made it so simple. It's like, even if you do one minute pushups, like it's, you did it. you like, you did it. And then that's it. That's how like, whenever I wake up, it's like, okay, I'm going to do my workout. I do like a 25 minute or 30 minute, like explosive workout. And then like, I'm done with it. You know, like I can go out with my day, you know, and it's, if you discipline yourself in doing that, and sometimes, you know, let's say like you don't have time to do it, 10 minutes, five minutes, just like, or like 30 push push-ups, at least do something and then go on with your day. Like mentally, you're going to feel like better.
0: Yeah, I know. uh, Wow, I'm blanking on his name. Um. Navy SEAL, I can't remember, Jocko Wilkins, you know, he always talks about, like, you know, and I grew up, forty percent. yeah, well, I grew up, you know, around the military, one of the the largest military uh, army base in the country, is in Fort Drum, not too far from Syracuse, you know, so military, you know, I've been getting advice from people in the military for a long time, and one of the biggest things that even Jocko says is, you know, like, start by making your bed, you make your bed, like, at least you can check one thing off the list, and then you can kind of move forward from there, and it's the same thing with your workout. Like, doesn't have to be crazy as long as you do something. You start kind of getting the blood flowing, and then it can can kind of all roll out from there. Um, I know that we're we're almost at an hour. I wanted to ask you one question. I know Mendes has a question, but you know, all of this preparation over the years that you've done, you know, being in the industry for so long, like, what was that 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 first moment you had where you were like, "Holy fuck, I can't believe that I'm here."
2: Uh, well, I mean. Like in my career. In my
0: yeah, career. in your career.
2: It was like the first time playing for like 30,000 people in a festival.
0: Jesus. Um, I always thought about that. It's like, how epic would that be just to see everyone just going fucking ape shit?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because you're so nervous that, like, that uh, it, it turns into excitement. So like you're like stressed out and everything turns into excitement, and like into a positive, positive thing. And I remember, like before going on stage, you know, like uh, you know, you can hear like people and stuff, and I was like, ah. and he was like, you know, and I was like the only like electronic act, like, oh shoot, uh, because it was like um, uh, it was back home, here. it was in Morocco, and uh, they had like uh, it's um, it's like a known city for hippies. It was like a big uh, hippie movement, uh, actually. Um, Jimi Hendrix has a hu- like he like he has a house there. That's cool. So like um. Back like in the sixties, they had like a big hippie movement, so they uh, they kept doing. Like, it's called uh, they do it like on uh, June twenty-first, which is um, like uh, the music uh, you know, like music day. Like I think back home, I think it's like international, and they, so they do this festival and they bring uh, bands from all over the world. Like and it was the first year they had like an electronic uh, you know act, which is like a DJ act. So I was playing after a live uh, live band. And I was like, you know, like how, you know, how is this going to, you know, turn out, you know, because it's a live band. I don't know if they're into like electronic music and stuff. And then I just f- started playing and like people like there, they just want to, like you feel the energy. Like at some point you, you start vibe jump, out. Yeah. You start jumping without feeling it. Like I was like, wow, it's like this is like, I don't want to play a club anymore. I want to play just <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a different feeling. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, before he asks, he always asks a final question at the end of the episodes, but why don't you tell everyone, like, where they can find you? Uh, I know you've been on Twitch lately as well, so.
2: Yeah, um, well, I mean, I'm mostly on Instagram now, at um, MedNAS, uh, Twitter, at MedNAS, uh, Facebook, MedNAS Music, and uh, Twitch, uh, MedNAS Music. Too.
0: Awesome.
1: So I'm going to ask you two questions. First one, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen while you're performing? And then number oh, that two. might be explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't matter. And then number two, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give all our listeners to today?
2: Uh, well, uh, the craziest thing. Uh,
0: it can wow. be X rated. It's all right. We're right. We're, we're gonna be on YouTube.
2: I think I've, I've seen <laughs> so like this guy who was probably like rolling balls. Like he, uh, I've never seen something like that. Like this guy was like on his phone. I like, I don't know what he like, I didn't, I didn't understand Just what like he was drooling. Doing. Yeah. Like, no, he was <laughs> yeah. like swiping, like, swi- like uh, swiping, like so fast, like a uh, scrolling and like with the, with the music. And he was going like so fast and I was like, dude, this guy must be on something <laughs> like
0: his girlfriend, probably <laughs> bitching, bitching him, him world, out yeah. that he's, there, that he's <laughs> fucked up at the club still.
2: Yeah. And, uh, the piece of the advice is like discipline, discipline, like discipline yourself. Like, um, uh, like, I don't know who said it but like it's better like, uh, you know the, the pain of the discipline than like the pain of regret you know like better discipline yourself and get things done uh, no matter how long it takes you uh, like nobody is running after you you know like uh, you have all the time you know like don't um, forget about the notion of time that you know like I used to be like oh my god like I, I don't have time to do this I don't have to. forget about time like discipline yourself no matter how long it takes you uh, you're gonna get somewhere you know like if you keep you know uh, keep working and like you're disciplined you know like uh, you wake up you do this you work out uh, take care of your health uh, your diet it's all like it falls down into like discipline if you discipline yourself in everything like discipline yourself like the way you eat the way you you know work out you know like and be be honest with your, with yourself like don't, don't cheat yourself in a workout you know like if you work out even if it hurts like don't cut it in half but don't cheat you know mm-hmm. and like even if in your work like don't cheat in your work like do you know it's all about discipline you know like if you really want to be someone or get somewhere it's discipline
1: i really love that you said that and uh you know for everybody out there watching and listening discipline and don't cheat
0: yourself man uh Thank you for coming on. You know, obviously love your music. Love coming to see you live. For those of you who are going to be watching and and listening, make sure you guys come to Miami and come to live, come to story when everything opens back up. No better music than this guy right here. Appreciate (laughs) it, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank Thank you, you, my dude. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoy this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.